Blog Talk Radio.
have to tune in tonight. We're going to talk about the goodness of the Lord and how God blesses family. So you are getting with Let's get ready because I'm going to repeat some things that I said on Facebook already for our Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron Blog Talk radio listeners. I'm your host, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, and I will be partnering up with Minister Ron Montgomery and his wife, Evangelist Mother Tony Montgomery. We are so excited with God, what he does with this couple right here. They've been together, if I'm not mistaken, over 47 years. Um, if they don't have the experience of telling you about a man and wife, how they deal with each other, they still play with each other and laugh with each other and they still date each other. They can also tell you about being parents, how they were parents for when the children were young, but as they became older, they wouldn't just pick up, they weren't just parents, they were a guiders. And then they became their children's friends. So it's a time and a place for everything. And they're gonna teach us about the place, even about being a sibling. So just listen on tonight and see what God has to say and just um hear the man and woman of God as we talk and touch and agree with what God is doing with the family. So let's check. Uh, Minister Ron and Mother Tony, are you all in line? Yes, we are. Well, I am. I think Ron is logging in. I'm in Georgia, and he's uh, in Texas. So we're, we're not together, but we are together in spirit. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> like yeah. like they say, when you see me, you see him. When you see yeah, him, you see me. <laughs> I know. That's right. So I'm going to... Um, turn it over to you, and I'm just going to follow along and go along with you, and I'll jump in here and there, but I just want you all to um, talk with the audience and um, let them know what God has put on your heart to share with us on tonight. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to start with the word of prayer to Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come. We come. And we just ask that you bless us as we spend this time together talking about one of the important aspects of family, and that is finances. We ask God that you give us, Lord, what to say and what to do that will honor you and honor the plan that you have for the family. We ask God that you uh, give us, uh, make, make our points clear. Let people understand and know that uh, you honor uh, finances and that you, Lord God, have uh, put a plan and a system in place that will not just honor the family. It will honor you first, and then everything else falls in line. We ask God that you bless Ron as he uh, gets on the line. We ask God that you help our conversation be rich and laced in biblical principles that will bring you glory. We just thank you for what you're going to do tonight, and we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Welcome, Minister Ron. Thank you. Good evening. How you doing? Okay. You're a little low. Can you talk up a little louder? I'll speak as best I can. Okay. Is this any better? Much yeah. better. That's better. That's better. Yeah. So uh, as we uh, talked about what to um, to teach on tonight, we have uh, we both came up with the idea that it would probably be good when we had mentioned this before that we were going to talk about finances, and we're going to talk about finances today, and uh, I'm calling it these three little words. These three little words are give, save, and spend. And so God has an economy, and we want to really um, talk a little about that tonight. So we're going to touch on a few things, not everything, and, uh, and, and then hopefully it will give people who are listening an idea of um, what God says about finances and then maybe an uh, area that they would uh, like to talk about or need prayer for. Amen. Uh, so I think about finances sometimes. I think that our attitude about money is sort of like my daughter's attitude when she was young, when Sydney was a little girl. She wanted a dollar when we went to the store. And I told her, I said, baby, we don't have money for that. She looked at me, she said, Mama, just write a check. <laughs> so, it was like, you know, my mama, you know, our parents used to say, oh, money don't grow on trees. Amen. So there was always a sense that, you know, as a child, you don't really get a good idea of what it is when we start talking about finances or money. You just want what you want. Yeah. And then you watch how people get it, and then you think that's what you're supposed to have. But we must have the right perspective. It's important that we remember, y'all, we own nothing. Amen. And and everything belongs to God. Amen. So I'm going to say that's period. Drop the mic. No no argument. No discussion. Nothing. We own nothing. God has put into play a system of stewardship, and he wants us to honor that. And to honor that system of stewardship, we have to remember and put God in perspective. Today, if you watch social media, TV, whatever you watch, people are all about having it their way. God said, this is not Burger King. That's it. This is not Burger King. This is my way, or they say my way or the highway. The Lord, he That's has right. given us a plane. He's given us a plane. In First Chronicles 29 and 12, God really, uh, this is when they're dedicating the, um, the temple, and, and they're praying, and they give honor to God. And it says here that your Lord is great, is, is the greatness and the power and the glory with the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. 
Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as the head of all. Wealth and honor comes from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Y'all, I'm going to tell you that years ago, years ago, we went through a course from uh, Crown Financial Ministry led by Larry Burkett years ago. And in that ministry, this was the very first scripture we had to memorize. First Chronicles 29, 11, and 12. Everything is yours, O oh Lord, everything. It helps us get the perspective of what God's plan is about money. And so those three little words, uh, since Ron is in one place and I'm in another, we're going to sort of give each other verbal cues as we go through each of our topics tonight. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to start off with give. We have to recognize God as our source. I want y'all to hear that. He's the source. He's he not the resource. He is it. He is our foundation. He's everything that we need. There is nobody beyond him. He is great and worthy to be praised. He's strength, and he has power, and he is exalted above all. God is the source. He created heaven and earth. Everything that we have is because he thought of it, and then he spoke it into existence. Not man, not the bank. He did that. And so yeah. he's great. So in Deuteronomy 14 and 23, Ron, what does it say? Well, as you know, Deuteron- this part of Deuteronomy is describing what happens to the children of Israel after they've been liberated from Egypt. And they're you know, out there wandering in the wilderness. Remember now, these are liberated people, but they don't have any place to be. They no longer have any home. They're being led by God. And mm-hmm. this, so you can imagine that uh, God must have had their rapt attention. So he's telling them how they can prosper by following him. And he tells them, first of all, they're going to have to honor him. In the uh-huh. 23rd verse of the 14th chapter of Deuteronomy, he tells them, eat the tithe of your grain, new wine and olive oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name so that you may learn to revere the Lord, your God, always. He's asking for the first, not the dreg. He's looking for the first. And interestingly enough, he's only asking for a tenth. Now, God has a hard time getting our attention nowadays. We have too many distractions. We have too many resources, if you will, because we can't call those resources sources because everything comes from God. Even those things that they distribute us um, indiscriminately. But what we have to do is recognize that God is our source. 
And we have to go to what his word says about how we give. Tony? So when we really, and thank you, Ron, that makes, that that gives us um, a great example of what the expectation is when it comes to giving is that God as we recognize God as our source, as we fear him, it is it is a reflection in where we put our treasure. So when we recognize God and we give him that 10%, because as you alluded to, Ron, all 100% is his. Mm-hmm. All 100% yes. is his. He Amen. only asks for us to give the 10% because in giving the 10% we are showing that we fear him and understand our position with him and then that way he will bless our plans that he so, so, so we take our plans and we submit those plans to him first 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 fruit everything that we want we give it to him first we take that part out. What's the best part of the cake when you get the first slice? That's just yeah. us. So think about God. And God demonstrated giving because he gave his only son. He yeah. gave in a way that would show us how we should give to him. My, my. You know, when they start talking about, what is this, uh, uh, the, the love uh, what they call it? The um, how love you want to the the love, mm, uh, you know the gifts like if how you like to be loved. Um, anyway, I, I, it it is uh, it's just that God showed us by demonstration how. He gives, and that's how he wants us to give freely. And uh, and he just doesn't want us to say it in words. He wants to see it in deeds. And when we physically give to him, when we physically set that that money aside first, when we set our time aside first, when we give God that first, before our feet hit the ground, praise, when we give him glory, those first fruits, God honors that. Psalm 50 and 14, 14 and 15 says what, darling? The 14th verse of the 50th chapter of Psalms says, Sacrifice Thanksgiving offerings to God, fulfill your vows to the Most High. Verse 15, And call mm-hmm. on me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you and you will honor me. You notice the sequence in which he gave that information. First of all, you submit your thanksgiving offerings to God, and that will fulfill your vows that you've made to him, and then call on him in the day of trouble. A lot of people don't give God anything, but, Lord, when they first get in trouble, they're the first ones in the line to fall in and and ask the Lord for whatever they can get. So we want to remember that The the Lord set these things in sequence To give you the opportunity To be in a habitual 
spirit of giving. And the expectation will follow from that. Tony? Yes, so it is so important that we know how to honor God with our first fruit. What what we produce first. I really think that a great deal of of why we struggle so is that God gets what's left over, the dregs, as you have said already. But when we honor him first, he says that he's gonna fill our barn. He's gonna fill he's gonna yeah. He's going to meet our every need according to his riches. In Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, how does it read, Brian? It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with a new wine. He paints a very, very good picture of the result of you paying honor to God. Yes, and so we know that um, some of our Jewish brothers and sisters are blessed first because God puts them in order, but they tithe without fail, and and you can see how they prosper greatly. So it's a story of Matthew 22 that you were telling me about, Ron, about this idea that um, the Sadducees or the Pharisees were trying to trip Jesus up when it came to talk about giving over in Matthew 22. You going to tell us right. about that? Uh, for some reason, um, it seems that, that the describers of the Pharisees thought that uh, Jesus was anti-government because, you know, he talked about aspects of it that just weren't godly. But that's not the truth, because God is the one that invented government. And he expects it to behave the way he invented it. But apparently there were things going on there that weren't. Describing the Pharisees are just trying to ingratiate themselves with the government by making, by making Jesus look bad. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, they gathered together one time and had Jesus cornered up. And uh, in the 17th chapter, the 22nd verse, starting with the 17th chapter of the, the 22nd verse. Uh, I mean, the, the 17th verse of the no. 22nd chapter. Right, yeah. He says, uh, uh, they, they, they get him cornered up and say, tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And he asked them, whose image is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they all replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's. And be sure to give God what is God. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and they went away. So when now that we, have to be, we have to be very, very careful to support the legal aspects of the government because there are things that they are supposed to do in order to advance civilization. But mm-hmm. we have to also 
Well, I shouldn't say but. I use the wrong conjunctory word there. Um, I should say and, and we have to keep in mind that we have to give our first fruits to God. Yes. Yes. And so it was important that God could really, Jesus could really help everybody, the disciples, everybody looking on to understand that he put a system and a strategy in place to bless his nation. And that was important that we use the tithe as that, as well as Thanksgiving offerings. Uh, it is important that we trust God and take him seriously because it really shows that we believe that he is our source. Leviticus 27 and 30 and 33. Yes, this, uh-huh. is, this is where uh, God closes those loopholes that you're thinking about. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, I mean, listen to this. In the 30th, starting with the 30th verse of the 27th chapter of Leviticus, a tithe, a tithe of everything. Everything. Did I say something? No. Did, did I say one thing? No. Did I say a couple of things? No. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is a holy. It is holy to the Lord. Yes. Tithe of everything. Thirty-first verse goes: Whoever would redeem any of their tithes must add a fifth of the value to it. Okay, he's closing loopholes here. If you need that time for something else, you better know that you got to double up on that bad boy. Every tithe, in the 32, every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. 33, no one may pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitute and its substitute, both the animal and its substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. So he's making sure that you understand that you have to bring your first fruits, and not only that, you have to bring them regularly. This is a habit that you get into, to where you just do it with no regrets. And... Um, that, that 30th verse really closes that loophole in case you're talking about uh, you're talking about do you uh, do you want to pay taxes on uh, do you want to pay tithes on your net or your gross? Mm-hmm. So I was say we everything. <laughs> what you say, don't? I said, what kind of blessing do you want? You want a net blessing or you want a gross blessing? Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. But he gave us he gave us he gave us the whole check. He didn't give us the net part of the check. He gave us a whole check. Even before they took the taxes, he, he gave us the whole check. We tied off the whole check. And then he then he is honored. 
I know when people yeah. say, ouch, I don't want to hear that. Uh, that's legalism. I'm going to tell them, try it and tell me that it don't work. Just try it and tell me that it don't work. If it don't work, then I'm, I, I, you take it up with Jesus because he can't lie. Okay. One of the things that one of the facts that Ron shared with me was he said that the average Christian gives two point five percent of their income to the Lord. And Ron said, Is that robbing God? So the majority <laughs> of Christians are not giving ten percent. Now wait a minute, but I didn't say that. I mean, I mean, I, I, I didn't that's say that that's robbing God. That, that's what the, the, the Italian prophet Malachi said. Oh, I'm that's, sorry. Malachi. That's Malachi. <laughs> Malachi. Malachi. <laughs> Malachi said. Malachi said in the third chapter. If you, if you would rob me, I mean, if you would rob, are you robbing God? Now, you think about that. Who would rob God? I know that. And think right. they could get away with it. Now y'all just think about this in the natural. If your children came in your house and robbed you, would you give them a key? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And so to think about and then God still lavishes love on us even though we are are keeping the tide in our pocket. And it's not really for us. It is to bless the nation. And so it is so important that we remember that we own nothing and God owns everything. And he has us as stewards. We are managers of what he has given us. He did not give it to us so we would possess it. He gave it to us so we would Take, manage it and that he then would protect it and keep it and keep us at the same time. I was to tell Jimmy when he would get paid, he would say, Mama, my money. I said, Because you're not giving your tithes, God will blow on your money. You won't have nothing. You have a hole in your pocket. That's mm. the word. That's the word. You better know that you have to give God his first. And it'd be different Amen. if you're raised in another household. But that's not the household you would. So do what's right by God. God is going to do more than right by you. Yeah. More than right by you. And so uh, that's good. Ron, tell me a little about saved. We I talked about giving. And I certainly hope that we have uh, expressed enough information about giving to know the important parts of it. We know how to give. We know what the rules are about it. We know what the procedures are about it. Now we're going to find out what the benefits of it are because we get those in saving, also in spending. Um, let's talk about saving. We make sure that we take God's part out, give it to him. And then we take our part out. It depends on how much you want to save, how little you want to save. There are guides about this. Uh, you know, there are uh, uh, 15, 35, and 10 rules, uh, different um, uh, measures of how much you want to uh, tithe, how much you want to save, and how much you want to spend. 
of your available income. Okay. Uh, I actually think it's uh, probably a good idea to save about anywhere from 20 to 25% of your income. So you wind up living off of anywhere from uh, 30, uh, 30 to 35% of the income because you give the 10% to God and then you save the other part. Uh, I'm sorry, you live, live off about 65% of your income. Okay. And this is important because it's scriptural. Proverbs. And we know Proverbs has given us a lot of instruction on life. Proverbs says, says, uh, uh, 21st chapter, 20th verse, only the fool spends all he has. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but the fools gulp theirs down. (laughs) Now, I don't think they could make it a bit more plainer than that. Nope. That's, 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 that's saying it like it is That's saying it like it is Unfortunately we live in a society Where They treat credit like it's income I hear commercials mm-hmm. on the radio about Man I got $5,000 Oh man how long did that take Oh I hung up the phone And it was in my inbox It's into my bank just that quick. They never say anything about it. That's borrowed money. You have to pay it back and discuss mm-hmm. how are you going to pay it back. They never say anything about the huge interest charges on those things. Okay? No. So it is important that you store up. You save. Mm-hmm. Proverbs, the 30th chapter, 24 through 25, says, Four things on earth are small. I'm only going to talk about one of them, though. Yet they are wise. In the 25th verse, it says, Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer, so they'll have it in the winter. And it's interesting that they uh, pointed out the ants. They say it's of little strength, but there sure is a lot of them. And when they collect their strength together, and this is the value of family. Because if you teach your children this, this will strengthen your ability to be prosperous. Because if you make them prosperous, then you, by definition, become prosperous. That's true. Pay attention to the ants. In the summer, he gathers. So in winter, he has something to spend. A good example of this is Joseph. Now, Joseph was given this unusual talent by the Lord, the ability to interpret dreams. And that's how he came to power, or came yes. to position, I should say, in Pharaoh's uh, government. He uh, interpreted a, a dream of Pharaoh, and he told him that there were going to be years of famine. Coming. And he advised him to store up the grain and the grain houses so that he have it in the time when the famine came. And sure enough, that's what they did in the time of Prosper. They uh, kept a good amount of the grain so they knew that they would be able to live through the unprosperous, if you will, the famine time. Yes. And when it came, they were able to prosper. All right. Now, let me give you some of the main benefits of saving money. Mm-hmm. This is back backed up. So if you read the scripture, you see why these are good ideas. I'm going to give you five of them. It helps in emergencies 
Now, emergencies are always unexpected. The only unexpected thing about emergencies is that you don't know when they're going to happen. That's right. But guess what? You know know they're going to happen. Emergencies are going to happen. You want to be ready. You don't want to have to call up that number and get that $5,000 from somebody who's going to charge you $10,000, $15,000 for it. I know. (laughs) You want to be able to handle your business when it comes down. Second, it cushions against sudden job loss. Mm. It's important that you have at least six months saved, six months earnings saved. Uh It's not difficult to do this because you're working most of the time. And you take out what it takes to say that you're going to take, okay, I'm going to take uh, two years to save six months' worth of wages. Okay. okay. And, uh, and 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 figure out how much that is. If that's not possible to do, then take three years. But make sure that you're putting away those kinds of savings so you have them in case of job loss. So you can, you can do a successful job search, and hopefully you won't even deplete all of that money. Because it shouldn't take you another six months to find a job. Right. You may have a good job now, but what if you were to lose that job? So plan to be looking for a job. After all, it is a job. Number three, it helps finance those big-ticket items and major life events. Now, here's something. that This is what it means. Uh-huh. If you have a big-ticket item, and um, I, I'm going to make a confession. I want to get me a 75-inch TV. And I see where uh, uh, I might be able to get it for about $500. And so uh, Christmas is about six months from now. So I'm going to try to save $100 a month until right around Christmas. And they get those mm-hmm. uh, gift things. And I'm going to get that TV. And I'd rather do it that way than to go into debt for it and pay somebody over a period of time. I pay myself, I avoid interest charges, and I have the money in case something else comes up that's more important than that big green that big screen TV. Okay? So it helps the finance of big ticket items and mm-hmm. other major life events. Another thing is 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 is, is, is a but an uh, add-on to that is that the fourth item is that it limits debt. In other words, if you save for things that you want, uh-huh. you will limit the debt that you get into by buying wow. it immediately. Wow, can't really see it, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And another important thing that it does is helps you prepare for retirement. Because when you retire, the habit of saving of saving becomes very, very important. And if it's a habitual thing, it won't be a stress on you. You know how to make money spend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so in some so ways, saving, saving is a very, very important leg of this journey to financial freedom. Yes. So now Tony's going to talk about the thing that you're going to love. <laughs> What's that next well, one, That's the spend. So we talked about giving, and we talked about saving, and now we're going to talk about 
spending. And we're going to talk about spending in the light of three areas. When we talk about spending, we're going to talk about needs, wants, and desires. And so when we talk about needs, I'm going to talk about needs. And then Rob's going to come back and talk about wants, and we'll both talk about desires together. But when we when we talk about needs, uh, it, it's just basic and simple. It's, it's not not a whole lot. It's just food, clothes, and shelter. Mm-hmm. Those are our basic needs. It, it, if it covers you up, if it if it fills your stomach, and it cover, and it uh, and it clothes your body, it doesn't have to have a. a a name on it. It doesn't have to have any designer on it. It just needs to be something Amen. that will fulfill that definition of need. And over in First Timothy 6, it says that we have, uh, Paul said he has, has learned to be content in the state that he's in. Mm. A lot of what we're looking at is that people are not content. They look on YouTube or Boo-boo, tube, or whatever they're looking at, and they're looking at other people's life, and they're so busy looking at their life, and then looking at their own, saying, oh, I want those nails. I want that outfit. I want that man. I want this. God is nowhere in pictures. It's just what they want. So that need is just very basic. We used to, uh, every Christmas when our kids were small, to bring this point home, we told them that they could make a Christmas list, and their Christmas list had to be made up of needs and wants. And so we taught them the difference between needs and wants. And so every Christmas, guess what they got? They got underpants and socks and, and shoes because <laughs> those were the needs, that, and that was always at the top of their list. And then I told them, you might want to put one or two of your wants down there and we see how the Lord blesses. It depends. But that need is just very basic. And I don't think children really under, I don't think adults understand need. They say, I need that, I need that car. Now you don't need anything. But uh, that just need to know that it, it's God wants us to be covered. But it's simple. It's not anything elaborate. It's not being, um, you know, prophesied and people bringing you money. It's, it's not any of that. It's just basic need. So, Rob, what do you say about wants? Well, that gave us a very, very good idea of what needs are. Food, clothes, shelter. We need those things. Now, wants is a higher level of need. As you pointed that out too. Now you can think of it this way: when more than the required amount of a need is wanted, it is a want. You need shoes, as Tony pointed out, but you don't need them, Jordan. You want them. Okay. There's another brand of shoes that are more affordable. And I know that there's all kinds of excuses about, but they don't have the inlaid pad with a foam rubber thingy that conforms to your toenail. 
However, the advertising uh, uh, scripts it out to you. And uh, you may want to make sure that you do get a good quality. But remember, you have to fulfill your basic need first to protect your feet from the ground Mm -hmm. as far as shoes are concerned. And then you start looking at the performance aspect of them. And if the resources are in place, and don't forget, these resources come about by filling in the first two legs of this table. That is to give, to save, and now during your spending, you can look at the, the level of quality as long as you fulfill the basic needs of food, clothing, and shelter to see if you want to be able to spend whatever is extra. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you have the resources in place. So I'm just going to elaborate on that a little bit when she talks about desire. And so when we talk about desire, that's how we use our surplus, y'all. That's how we, the things that we enjoy. And God desires that we enjoy things. He doesn't want us to be sitting around like we got rocks in our jaws. Mm-hmm. He's a God that loves us, and he wants us to, to uh, enjoy everything that he's given us. And so he desires that we take time to really enjoy. And, and, and he desires to give us even some of our wants. And, and as he's our source, he wants people to look on and see how he blesses his children. Yeah. And, and, you know, God says he wants us to have a what kind of life? An abundant life. Abundant life. A abundant life that life. is full. And that's his desire. You know, it's okay to have fun. He don't want us to look like we're sitting around sucking on them. That, that's not the kind of God we serve. You know, yeah. so he, he he desires. He wants us to enjoy ourselves. And, and he wants us to do good works that will help build the kingdom and will give us abundant life. You know, there's people that uh, really uh, take advantage of people in church. They manipulate them to take their little money so they can, um, you know, take advantage of them. And that is not godly. And so but God desires that we really enjoy what he's given us. And so these are the ways that we can really uh, uh, honor God and and look at the kingdom work that he has at our hands to do. And so there are two ministries that are out there that we have actually taken part in to build our skills around uh, stewardship. And one of those uh, is uh, Crown Ministry that was led by Larry Burkett, and he died Oh, back in 2003, he used to come to our church. He's a good, he was a good friend of the ministry, and uh, and he taught uh, the principles of of stewardship. And then you've probably heard of David Ramsey, who he talked about financial peace, uh, financial peace university, and and he talks about the same principles that Larry Burkett talked about. And basically, it is simple. It is to give, give to God first, and then it is to, and and give to yourself first, 
So you got to take care of your your um, your rent. You got to take care of their basic needs. And in some cases, a car is a basic need. It doesn't have to be Cadillac, but it needs to have four wheels and steering. So it'll get you some places and back. Yeah. Um, so you you have to give to yourself first. My daddy used to say, pay yourself, save, and then uh, and then spend. And if you don't have anything left, then you shouldn't be spending. So, um, and so we really desire that our family and other family members develop these principles as they learn to do their kingdom work. What do you say to that, Ron Montgomery? I say amen to this. Give, save, and spend in a need, want, and desire situation so that you can experience God's presence and provision in the handling of your resources. Amen. Amen. We give it back over to your hands, Minister. Well, I would like to conclude with a little bit of a story, if you don't mind. Okay. Sorry. There was a man named Danny Simpson. And back in 1990, uh, he robbed a bank in Ottawa, Canada. And this 24-year-old man went to jail. He got caught. And uh, his gun went to the museum. <laughs> What's what? that all about? He used a 45 caliber Colt semi-automatic pistol that was manufactured in 1918. And it was worth $100,000. And he robbed hmm. the bank for $6,000. Had he known the value of that oh. gun, what was in his hand? He had it in his hands all along. All the time. And he traded it in for $6,000. You, my brothers and sisters in Christ, have in your hands the ability to sustain yourself for the rest of your lives here on earth by following the principles that have been laid out in the scripture for you by God and following, following them to the team. And not only that, will you live an abundant life, but you will also breathe abundancy into the lives of others. Back to you, Amen. Amen. So the moral of the subject on tonight, I take it that if you be good and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Amen. So I thank God for the word on tonight because, We know all things, but we know this thing. Without money, a family would not survive. Amen. But like the man and woman of God say, give God first, you take second, and everything else will flow in place thoroughly. So I just want to say thank you all for the lesson on tonight for finances. We all can learn something Mm -hmm. from that because, as as you said, um, God is not against government. God is mm-hmm. for it, you know. So He holds right. the king's heart in His hand. So all we mm-hmm. have to do is know that God is our king. So we just have to just follow His follow His word. It's the Bible teaches us everything we need to know. So the lines are mm-hmm. open. If anyone has anything to say on tonight, the lines are open. Mm-hmm. Good evening, everyone. I haven't been here in a long time, but I see I got a rich lesson this evening. This is Carmita. 
And I'm in Las Vegas. Yes, 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 yes. Give, save, and send. That's wisdom I could have used about 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, as usual, this is a a, a lesson just packed with stuff. You know, the thing that came to my mind when you two were talking, and uh, Minister Kaiser said something in the beginning about the relationship in the years together. And uh, she said a lot of other things, and it it spoke to me because there's a moral and a personal commitment between the two of you. Um, you've been personally and emotionally committed to each other with God as a foundation, which keeps you together because you treasure the relationship and you also treasure the family structure. That yes. develop within that relationship. So that reminded, and then the second thing, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you talk about tithing, see, you have to put in, in respect and reverence is what we have for God, and within that, those parameters, tithing, yeah, um, is is a sacrifice that He looks to us to make for him. It's like sacrificing ourselves for him. Yeah. In tithing, some people take it lightly because you're thinking, well, I've got to buy some bread or I need some milk. Right? You know, needs, human needs. But God doesn't right. want our money. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need our money. But what he wants us to do is sacrifice a portion of our income. And that reminds yeah. us to rely on God because, uh, as Ron said, Malachi, Malachi 3, tithing <laughs> is sacrificing for God. Uh, and that when you, um, over time, the Lord will step forward for you, and then he will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings until they overflow. See? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, uh, what else? I got notes all over the place. Y'all, y'all make me right. <laughs> y'all make me right every time. And uh, yeah, so and I like the way you pull things together too. From and it's everything within the Bible. Anything you need to know is in that book. Yes, so ma'am. this was this was exceptional. This is exceptional. Yes, thank you. Yeah, man, thank you. Yes, thank you, Carmilla. Thank, yes. thank you, thank you. Amen. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is there anyone else at this time? Yes, this is Cecilia. I thank God for um, the message on tonight. I thank God for everything that you all have shared. And um, I thank God for even reminding me that you all were talking about trusting God and you all were talking about following God and um, doing it God's way. Our currency says in God we trust, but we trust ourselves. Our currency mm. says in God we trust, but yeah. we sometimes don't want to give him 10% and, and bless those who he says to bless. Yet, as um, you said, Elder Tony, there are people who have perverted some of the principles to try to make us think you can get the house, you can get the car, you can get all of that. But if you trust God, you can have the needs, you can have the wants, and uh, he does give out desires, but it says, in God we trust. So I thank you all for reminding us to trust God. Do it his way. It works. 
It's playing. Uh, all we have to do is check this track record. It 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 works. It really does. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay. Well, we want to thank you all for your comments. We want to thank everybody for their input on Facebook for watching in and on Blog Talk for participating with the conversation that went on tonight because, as you see, there's nothing that God has not made sure we get information about. As Mother Tony started off telling us, God is our source. He's not a resource. He's a source. So if you know who the source is, it, when you plug up with light and you turn on the switch, you're looking for that source of power to come on or go off. Yeah. So you understand your source. You understand what you have. And for those that don't really get it or haven't got it yet, as it was said on tonight, try him. Try yeah. him and see. Prove God wrong. Because there's nothing that we can do or say that's going to prove God wrong. Because said, no matter what we do, every time some go on, we call on God then because we can trust him. (laughs) All understanding. God, I ain't going to go nowhere until you do something. Whatever you're doing, God, don't do it without me. God, I know can't Mm. nobody do it but you, oh, Lord. I trust you with everything. Make this happen for me, God. That's the way we go to him. Because we now understand he's our source. Because the resources we was using didn't work. So I thank God for the lesson on tonight. I enjoyed Mother Tony and Minister Ron every time they minister. They bless me so because we get to talk about every aspect of the family. We get a chance to know we can end, begin the next month with knowing that it's not too late. We know your kids going to come up screaming. Christmas getting ready to come. They already start putting their list together. They picking out them Air Jordans. As the man of God say and the woman of God say, ain't got to have no name on it. I bet your name will be on it. you be saying, them my shoes. Thank you. Them my boots. Them my pants. Put your name on it. Stop making everybody else mm-hmm. pay. And true. stop going by without mm-hmm. using God's sources of making yourself comfortable. I thank you all for educating myself and others on tonight. Because some of us really mm-hmm. hadn't thought about it or forgot to think about it or we kept putting ourselves first. Somebody mm-hmm. better tell the truth. I don't doubt like you dot every I and cross every T. Been putting yourself yeah. first and you're going to make it happen. Instead of letting God blow your mind, as the man of God told mm. in the story, had it in your hands all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. You looking for six thousand. You done lost your freedom and everything else because you was mm. looking over there at a resource instead mm. of standing there praying, talking to your source. God, I thank mm. you to know that it's in my hands. Thank you, man, man. of God. Praise God. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give our closing remarks, and okay. I'm going to turn it over to the man and woman of God before we leave, 
in case they have anything else to say, and they're going to pray us out. So if you all will come back this Friday, we're going to talk about what God has given me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, to speak on for the body of Christ at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear from our very own apostle, like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, to hear what God has put in her heart to share with us as the body of Christ. If you come back next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get a chance to hear from us when we get a chance to talk to the youth to see what's going on. So we're asking God who he would have to speak on next Monday. So we're just trusting God with everything. We're trusting God with all things. And God, you know what, teach us how to trust you with what we hold valuable, our treasure. Teach us, God. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it back Thank to the man and woman of God for their final remarks and to pray us out. Thank you, man and woman of God. Mm-hmm. I thank everyone, particularly those of you who chimed in at the end. Um, and I appreciate you so much for uh, letting us know that you appreciated the words uh, that we came to you with this evening. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much also, uh, Sister Sylvia, for this uh, forum for presentation of God's message mm-hmm. and the way God intended for it to be presented, oh, Lord. <clears throat> and uh, I just thank you for that. And don't forget, or I should say, remember that part of this is your, your support is required. Not only your attention, but also your monetary support. And I'm pretty sure that Sister Sylvia would really uh, be able to appreciate and expand this ministry with those kinds of support. I just wanted to give you a word on that. With that, uh, Tony, did you have anything to say before I close in prayer? Okay. Tony, are you still there? Uh, Yeah. Did you want me to close in prayer? Sorry. No, I'm going to close in prayer. I just want to know if you have any other words. No, I, I think that uh, we we looked at the giving, the spending, and the, uh, I mean, the saving, and that if we uh, use those principles, then it will really not just bless our home, but bless the kingdom of God. So, Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, O Lord, to thank you again for this form of expression the form of expression of you, Lord, your word. Lord, we pray that you continue to bless us with these words to spread, Lord. We ask you that you bless the audience, that they assemble together for the purpose of hearing your word, and that we bear up to their scrutiny of what they heard tonight, O Lord. We want to ask a special prayer for one of the members of this uh, ministry team, uh, Sister Margot. As she is uh, still recovering from her illnesses, oh Lord. We ask that you touch her heart, touch her mind, touch her body with your spirit of wellness and healing, oh Lord, so that we'll yes. be able to hear her again as she shares her ministry with us. 
But we ask that you bless all those who are under our listening. And yes. that they are blessed by the words that we put forth this evening, blessed by this ministry on a continual basis, and that you bless this ministry by their support. And, Lord, we yes. just ask and we give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Good night.